Cheers. Damn you, old man. Wade. And welcome to the Old Man Wade Show. I am your host, the God of Stub, and the Lord of Laughter, Old Man Wade. And I'm sitting here with my lovely life. Okay. Her... <laughs> Sorry, I'm really tired this morning. <laughs> with her normal enthusiasm, as always. I'm tired. Uh, my wife is tired. She's, you know, going through it. It's been a fun couple of weeks. We've been overexhausted. We've been kind of eating like shit. It's taking a toll on both of us. So it's been it's been fun. But it's also been exhausting, and uh, the two puppies tend to uh, use my wife as a pillow, a drag around, and all sorts of other random things, because, you know, that's what puppies do. So, she's exhausted, and then on top of not getting any sleep, because, you know, science and stuff. <laughs> but I will say this, the one thing I do, I was actually talking to some other people about, that I love that you now have, like, a hobby. A hobby? Like your plant stuff. Uh-oh. It's, it's, yeah. it's super dope. I like that you actually have found something that you can kind of grab on and, like, you know, make your own. So I, I think it's actually super dope. Yeah. Something for you to do. So let's get right into it. I specifically have not read this story yet because I kind of wanted a genuine reaction to everything that was going on. A buddy of mine who will remain nameless, but shout out to you, we were talking about... I posted a picture of two wrestlers... One was male, one was female, and they were looking out into, like, you know, into the camera. Mm-hmm. And the caption says, the look a couple gives you after they've been buying you drinks all day. Mm-hmm. Basically saying that, like, you know, hey, uh, you want to come back to our hotel room for some fun action? Okay. Meaning sex. <laughs> so, this person who remained nameless said, I have a story about that. And I was like, all right, cool. This should be, um, this should be great. Sorry, right, let me read the story. So one Fourth of July weekend, back in my college buddy, back in college, my buddy who remained nameless invited a few guys down to his dad's place in CT. Kid had money. Dad owns his big house in the wood. Turns out it's part of his family uh, family party, and it was super weird that we were there. But that's a whole that's a whole another story. Anyways, starts to get early in the evening, and we hear this other party going on through the woods. Person is like, yeah, sounds like my dad's neighbor's doing something. He's a good, he's a good dude. Let's go check it out. So we walk through the woods, his neighbor's backyard, and he's got a bunch of people there. Older group, mostly couples. Everyone is is forties and up. Neighbors are very, neighbors are very good dude, and he invited us to have some beers and hang out. Has a pool and a tiki bar. People are chill. Jimmy Buffett style kind of people. Uh, how would you describe Jimmy Buffett style people? I don't know. Relax. Drunk. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> um, all my buddies are military guys, and a neighbor was in neighbor was in the navy, so they're all talking about stuff, and I'm kind of drinking beer and chilling. So this gross older woman, who we refer to later as Slagathor, and I will refer to her as such for the remainder of the story, starts hitting on me. Slagathor is a reference, a scrub reference, mm-hmm. uh, for those who don't know. Slagathor is fifty plus white trash chick. Easily two two fifty, drunk as hell, and being like, I love my dark meat, etc. And my buddies all think it's hilarious and won't help me out of the situation. So I'm kinda just looking around, trying to find a find and find out find a way out of Slagathor is doing her best work on her name. 
It's all groups of couples locked in on these conversations, so I'm on my own. Then across the bar, there's this legitimately good-looking chick sitting alone. She was watching the whole thing and gives me a little head nod. Come over and talk to me. I'll help you out. So I gladly excuse myself from slagging the whore and go across to the other side of the bar. Sit down and start chatting it up with her. She's early 40s, cute, and starting to throw rhythm, like, instantly. So I'm thinking things are going great for me. We're having drinks and chatting it up. Then this dude comes up and stands next to us. White trashy looking dude. I had seen this dude chatting it up with the other groups of couples, and I'm like, everything good, man? Trying to figure what's up. She goes, oh, that's my husband, John. I uh, don't remember anyone's name, but let's just say it's John. And I'm instantly like, oh, my bad, man. I'm, I'm, um, I'm in your seat. And I go to stand up and give him his chair back. He's like, oh, no, no, please sit. Takes me, uh, takes me by the shoulders and gently guides, guides me back down to the chair. So in my head, I'm like, the fuck? And his wife continues to talking and flirting with me like he's not even there. So I'm sitting there drunk and confused, as confused as hell as what's going on. And a dude starts massaging my shoulders a little. Like he's standing behind my chair, rubbing my neck. I start looking around and realizing that there's a lot of people that I really thought were couples has started splintering off the different pairs than was originally look, originally thought. Look across the bar, my buddies had bounced, and I don't even know when. And the wife is giving me the, yep, this is about to happen look. In an instant, everything kind of clicks, and I realize that I was the only black guy at a fucking white trash wingers party. <laughs> This dude is trying to get me to bang his wife and possibly him or me. So I get up and drunkenly run through the woods back to my buddy's place to find them laughing their asses off. They had realized it was a swingers party like half an hour after we got after I went to talk to the chick. And they watched the whole thing play out. So yeah, that's my story of being in a swingers party. No need to keep names out of it. Uh, this person's name heard the story and I think it's more funny than anything. Mm. Have you ever been in a situation like that? Um, I know once. I know we've gone to a few bars and people are trying to like feed us drinks and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been like proposition. No, I don't. I'm trying to remember. Um, I think that happened once when we were. I'm not sure if it was in DR or if it was in Mexico. Where I kind of feel like a couple was like feeding us drinks and kind of like, like, hey. And I was just like, no, we need to leave now. <laughs> but that's absolutely funny as hell. I'm actually kind of glad I waited to read that story because it was absolutely hilarious. But yeah, it was one of those situations where, like, I, a bunch of multiple people, it's happened to multiple people. It actually happened to you in um, the art house. That wasn't a swingers situation, though. That was just some crazy-ass woman trying to pick me up. That's different. That's awesome. <laughs> it's not the same situation. I've had women try to pick me up before, several times. For some reason, women want to sleep with me. I'm not really sure why. Maybe I just look mean and they think they'll like it. I, I have no clue, but um, I don't... I don't count... That's not swinging, though. It's completely different. So um, this is something that, um, so next up is a topic uh, we both wanted to discuss for a while now, um, Shikari Richardson. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Shikari Richardson, uh, for, I'll read it right off um, ABC, uh, NBC News or whatever it is, U.S. track star sensation Shikari Richards, who punched her ticket 
to the Tokyo Games after winning the women's 100-meter race last month has been suspended one month after testing positive for THC, the chemical, in cannabis. Richards failed drug tests uh, following her Olympic quali uh, qualifying 100-meter dash victory at the U.S. Olympic track and field trials in Eugene, Oregon, June 19th, um, ironically on June, 19th, on June 19th, according to the United States Anti-Doping Agency. Uh, Richards' uh, competitive results obtained in June, on June 19, 2021, including her qualifying results and team trials have been disqualified, and she therefore forfeits any medals, points, and prizes. We don't really need to go any further than that. She broke a bunch of records while she was doing this. She was unapologetic, like hair, uh, blondish orange hair flowing in the wind, uh, long nails, um, looking as good as she wanted to be, and couldn't nobody tell her nothing. But uh, she tested positive for THC, and now after her, I believe she said her father, one of her parents died. Her mother died. Her and mother, she found out by someone in the media. Yeah. So she felt like, you know what I mean, the only way for her, like, so she smoked a little weed. It helped calm her down. Um, before we even get into all this, I just want to point something out. This is something that we've spoken on this podcast multiple times. That if this was a situation where she just decided to numb herself with an with oxycodone, they probably wouldn't have said anything to her. I mean, they would have. You can't take oxy. Really? No. There's a lot of. I forget what all the drugs you like. You can't have anything in your system at all. Oxy would probably come out quicker, like the weed was. The issue is that weed stays in your body and in your hair follicles for an excessive excessive amount of time. So even if she smoked three weeks ago. Two weeks ago, like they still have ways to find out whether or not she has THC in her system. I don't know if they did hair follicle tests. I don't know if they do pee tests, blood tests, whatever. It all makes a difference. But um, I think any kind of illicit drug that you do not have a prescription for, you can't be on. And I don't think you can take painkillers even with a prescription. Uh, da, 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 da. So I'm reading. Um, so. Reading an article said uh, a few questions about uh, marijuana policy in sports. Uh, question: If marijuana isn't thought to be an enhanced performance, then well, why is it still banned? According to the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency, for something to be added to the prohibited list, it must meet the two um, or three encouraging criteria. It poses a health risk to athlete. It has been potentially enhanced performance, and C violates the spirit of sports. Um, none of those things are none of those things are violated by like THC. They're saying that we does, but those things are are something that can be that's those three things aren't considered aren't something they consider oxygen like oxycodone oxycontin or something like that they probably wouldn't consider that like um, an illicit substance i could be wrong but maybe, judging by that criteria doesn't seem like that's the case um what i, I should actually just like, basically ask you on that because you've had a lot of opinions on this um 99 of them i agree with so what was your immediate reaction when you heard about shikari richardson um not getting into the Olympics? It was really super disappointing um, because, like, she is such a diverse, like, I don't know, inspiring kind of woman, right? She went out there, didn't give a fuck, was just like, I'm going to have my full face on, my eyelashes, keep my nails done. She dyed her hair that orangey, like, like blonde, like whatever, because um, like it looks like fire when she's running, like yeah, um, and she runs so fast. Um, 
I liked the fact that she didn't conform to what people normally do at games like that. So, like, normally, no matter, black, white, Spanish, Asian, whatever, you, you'll you see, like, if you look at pictures, they all have the same friggin' pulled-back, tight-ass bun hairdo, like, very low to minimal or no makeup, or either, like, you know, box braids, like, something that is, like like, normal, like, what people consider, like, normal, you know, so, like, their hair is normal, like, either, you know, blonde, brown, or, you know, brunette, like, nothing extra, nothing extra. It's not even that she went above and beyond, it's that she went there out there as, as herself, and that's what I liked. I liked the fact that she went out as herself. Yeah. That makes sense. And then, like, and I, I love the fact about it, um, Shakari Richardson actually um, put out a statement about that. So I found an article on ESPN that um, goes to uh, what Shakari Richardson said. She goes, I apologize, Richardson said, NBC Sports. As much as I'm disappointed, I know that when I step on the track, I represent not only myself, I represent a community that has no, that's shown great support, great love. I apologize for the fact that I didn't know how to control my emotions or deal with my emotions during that time. Uh, we all have our struggles. We all have our different things we deal with. But to put um, put on a face and have to go out in front of the world and put on a face and hide my pain, who are you? Who am I to tell you how to cope when you're uh, dealing with the pain or you're dealing with a struggle that you've never experienced before or that you've never thought you'd have to deal with? Who am I to tell you how to cope? Who am I to tell you you're wrong for hurting? Mm. You know what I mean? So um, she went on to say, if I'm allowed to receive that blessing to compete in Tokyo, then I'm grateful for it. But if not right now, I'm just going to focus on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of things I love about that. I love that she didn't try to like make an excuse for something like that. She was basically like, you know, I know what I did, but like, you know, how do you expect me to react or something like that? And it, it's 100% true. You don't know how you're going to react to certain um, situations until they um, until they come about. And she didn't have a great relationship with her mother. But it was still heartbreaking. You know what I mean? So... I love that on top of her being like an outstanding athlete, she's a, she seems to be an outstanding human being as well. Yeah. I mean, so I'm looking over the list of stuff that is banned right now, and it looks like um, a lot of it makes sense. So, like, human growth hormones and peptides, which is like steroids and stuff like that, anabolic agents, um, steroids, sorry, um, are, uh, anabolics are steroids as well, and then there's like growth hormones and stuff like that. Um, beta two antagonists, which is like a normally like a blood pressure med, um, they use to like slow people's heart rates and stuff like that. Beta twos though also affect the cells in your lungs, mm-hmm. so it would cause your lungs to be able to open more and expand, and you'd have more. Yeah, air going in and out. Air going in and out. So they block those. Um, Mm -hmm. Diuretics, because diuretics uh, make you pee a lot. They take out all the water. So they're saying that, like, that's how people were masking the fact that they were taking enhancement drugs. Because then they would take diuretics so they could pee out all of the, you know, whatever, evidence. Or, like, when they went to go take their tests, it would dilute it. Because you're 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 peeing excess amounts of fluid. 
Um, but it looks like, which I did not know, um, prohibited stimulants, which makes sense. You shouldn't, I guess you shouldn't be on a stimulant if you're playing a game like that because it could give you like an advancement. So I guess if you have ADHD, you're either untreated or you're not wow. participating in the Olympics. Um, narcotics, um, alcohol. Really? I didn't know alcohol was one of them. I wasn't you aware of that. You cannot have alcohol in your system. Um, cannabis, uh, any kind of anti-inflammatory drugs. So ibuprofen? Um, yeah, that would be considered like an anti-inflammatory. Um, but I'm sure they have certain rules with it. They're probably talking more about like um, naproxen and shit like that. Um, so what, have you gone, does it say anything about like, like oxycodone or anything? Uh, narcotics are oxycodone, okay. tramadol, anything that is a narcotic would be considered not. Okay. So at least, so at least they're like, so at least they're, um, it stays like that at the Olympics. I know like in the, like in the NFL, they don't really give a shit about you at all. Yeah. But, um, I kind of, at least they're, at least they're fair on that. But I also, but, um, what are your feelings on? The idea of the rules that need to be updated because of things like that. Like, we know that, like, marijuana is one thing, I think, to get high while you're actually, like, performing. But, like, but do you think they need to update the rules because, like, not even just for, like, grieving, but what THC and cannabis can do for your joints and your body when you're training as hard as you do? It's a lot better than taking other substances that could um, help, that could end up with you developing a, um, a uh, dependency on it. Mm. So I don't think the Olympics cares about dependency, to be honest. I don't think they give a shit, and that's not the reason why they're saying you can't do it. Um, I did not realize you couldn't drink alcohol. I'm, I wonder, I mean, it must be, it looked like it was accurate, but um, I mean, if alcohol is banned, then yeah, weed should be banned too. If they're mm -hmm. banning it for a specific reason, then... But I guess, like, I guess the difference would be, like, with alcohol, like, there are no real physical or mental advantages, you know what I mean? As opposed to, like, you know, there are different strands of marijuana that can help you with, like, you know, depression or relaxation, like, you know what I mean? Or anxiety, for that matter. Yes. So, like, but that's what, so that's probably one of the reasons why you're not allowed to use it, which I'm, I'm, I'm assuming the same thing probably goes for, like, Alcohol, maybe. I don't know. It just do so you so even so forget that that's a rule. Do, do you agree with that rule? Do you think that like because I, I can a lot understand of it, has to do it with, um, from like a scientific point of view, right? Okay. So if she smokes, like it's not good for her lungs, but that's on her. That's not what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it would be an enhancement drug as far as like that, but they're saying like. Could you, it would reduce your anxiety, which is a major thing for people. It will um, help you run longer and faster because of the, like, effect that it has on your body. Like, the, that it might make it easier for you to be able to, like, run faster or run through something or swim, whatever it is your competition is, because you're high. My thing is, like, I think any, I don't think that 
unless you're using there right on the spot, kind of like you can't drink, drink and drive, you can't smoke weed and drive, you can't do whatever, mm -hmm. then I understand. But having THC simply in your system, like I said, it stays in your system for a long time. I think that that's ridiculous because she's not going to get any kind of enhancement or growth or anything like that from smoking weed the day before. Okay. Right? It's not going to mask pain. It's not going to ease anxiety. It's not day of. I understand they don't want them running high. Yes. They don't want them running drunk. It's dangerous. But. For themselves and for the um, other competitors. It's not even a danger thing. It is it's, like which feel like you see. I play it's not basketball. dangerous. I are mean, you if you're me? high running, it's not dangerous to run high. I play basketball. With people who are high, it's fucking ridiculous. What they when you're young? Like, when I play against older cats who are high or older cats who are drunk and they're playing, like it's not something that anybody should do. It, it's definitely dangerous to themselves and to other people, especially like when you're. I don't know. I get take the wrong things all the time, but you're I'm, also you're also not doing like construction work high. You're not like. Doing physical activity. Well, no, right? you shouldn't be at your job. So that's my whole point, though. It should be treated that way, like a job. That's that's that's, that's that was my point to it all. Like it's just it kind of yeah. So it doesn't inhibit you, but in the, I, don't know. I get what you're saying. But either which way, my thing is is that I could see if day of she was high, and people like you can't tell that people high. You can, yeah, without a doubt. You can also do a cheap squat swab day of. Mm -hmm. You can also do. There's different things that you can do, but being high doesn't, you don't present normal, just like you wouldn't when drinking alcohol, like your pupils change, your, you, like there's just, you can tell by a person's, I guess, reaction and it slows you down in thought process and it. There's no real benefit to actually smoking weed or getting drunk like during an actual performance. No, I mean, there's, I understand, there no, is. No, I'm asking, okay. There is. That's what I was saying to you before. Okay. There is an advantage. If you are high day of, it cuts down on your anxiety. It cuts down on the level of stress on your body and pain. Like, it will mask things. Well, that's, it, like, that's informative for me, because that's not something I know. So it's good to know. Thank you. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Because we were, um, you actually talked, there's also... This is a conversation I actually would like to have with someone like um, who's transgender or non-binary about competing in the Olympics because like some people were um, disqualified because they had too much testosterone or like how they identify and that's a whole conversation. That so I, it, they weren't disqualified because of how they identify. If you have too much testosterone in your system as a woman competing against other women, it will give you an advantage because testosterone is what gives men an advantage. Like, because men have testosterone, it, it is, is why men and women don't compete against each other. Mm -hmm. So those kind of disqualifications, I understand. It's not, it's not necessarily, I get, it's not necessarily fair, um, but there's not really much, like, you can do about it. I think it's perfectly fine for a transgender woman to compete against other transgender women if she has very low testosterone levels, which they do usually, like, because they're on hormone replacement and it literally suppresses testosterone and increases, you know, estrogen and whatever else. 
Because people don't realize women do naturally have testosterone in their system, just like men naturally have estrogen in their system. Mm -hmm. So people are like, oh, no, that must have been a dude are stupid because literally there are women out there with very high testosterone levels due to diseases and stuff like that. But there's also every woman in the world, I have news for you, has testosterone in their system. Every single one of them does. So if you have a problem with them finding testosterone levels in women, you probably shouldn't be fucking anymore. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's science. Um, don't I found a lot of because people get upset. No, well, because you fucking nasty fucking DMs. I, I don't give a fuck. I mean, I just I can't stand people who go out there and start bashing a situation or talking shit about people because they think they know something. If you don't truly understand something or know nothing about science, you have no business making comments. Um. I know that like a lot of people are like, oh, it's because they're men, it's those transgender, and I, if I'm, I don't know, it kept on going back and forth, so I need to look into it more, but I know one of the women was biologically definitely a woman, and I think someone said one of the women was a trans woman, but I don't, it's, it's conflicting when you look up the stories. Yeah, so I, it's, this is one of those things. It's not accurate, like, about what is right and what is wrong, so... I don't say anything, but either which way, it they were tested, their testosterone levels are high, and they can't compete. Like, it's just, and I, and I understand why they can't compete. I will say, too, that I like that Shikari made it a point to take responsibility, because a lot of people don't take responsibility nowadays. Yeah. It's a rule. You knew it was a rule. You broke the fucking rule. Like, whether her mother died, whether she was having a hard time, she could have called the doctor and got out of it. It would have been out of her system by the time she got tested. Yeah. She could have, like, there's other resources in other ways. Do I necessarily agree with all of it? No, I already said that. But you knew it was a rule. Yeah. You knew it could disqualify you, and you still did it anyway. It's not a secret. It's not like you, you're not told the rules, and all of a sudden it pops up, and you're like, oh, man, I didn't know that. You know, you get the rules. It is all, if you are competing in the Olympics, you know what the rules are and how you qualify and what disqualifies you. 100%. And I like the fact that she took ownership and she said she did it. And she said next time, you know what, she'll be smarter and she'll come back stronger and she'll do whatever. Yeah. I like that. She took personal responsibility because she made a mistake. She fucked up. She knew she fucked up and was like, damn. Like, this is my fault. Yeah. And came out and said, and this is my fault. I should have not have done it. This is why I did it, but I definitely should have not have done it. I I, the, going through tra tragedy doesn't excuse you from doing things that you know you're not supposed to do, especially when you're trying to qualify for something. I agree. Um, it's kind of like with, um, like, we've all worked with people where you make a mistake and it's just like, you know, and the punishment is worse when you can't. Um, except ownership for what you did. Yes. Like, you know, I was in a situation at work last year, and one of the reasons why I wasn't disciplined as bad was it is because my immediate reaction was to apologize to my superiors and, and like, say to them, like, I know what I did was wrong. Um, I know what I should have done. Um, and just accept it, but like, hey, um, I'm going to accept any responsibility for what happened. 
like if you need me to go home, I will. Like you need, I know what it's like to to be um, in their position, and I know, and obviously, I know what it's like to be in mine. <clears throat> thankfully, um, thankfully, my bosses and supervisors were kind of like it happens to all of us. Like you know what I mean. But since you knew and admitted what you were doing was wrong, and we know you're not going to do it again, it's not a problem. But then you have people who are just be like, well, this is this, and this is that, and blah blah blah. Like, no, you fucked up, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Just accept it and move on. And I think the two of us would be looking at things differently if Shikari didn't do the way, do things, do what she did. And I honestly and truly believe that in four more years, she's going to come back um, stronger, better, faster. You know what I mean? And so I'm, it's a learning experience. And maybe this was, <clears throat> and maybe this, maybe this will work out for her for the better because who knows what's going to happen in between those four years. Mm-hmm. So, so, but I think she'll be fine. I, but I also really do think that she's something that I feel that like women, the future Olympians, can really look at and be like, you know what? I'm, I'm with it. Like, you know what I mean? I'm glad that she said things she did. I'm glad that like she owned up to it. Mm-hmm. And because it shows that like just because you make a mistake, even on such a high level, you kind of like you know you kind of have to, like you kind of well, have to accept it. Again, it's personal mm-hmm. growth. Yeah, and ownership. Like, people love to do things and then give 50,000 excuses for why they did it and think that that's the appropriate answer. It's not. If you fucked up, you say you're sorry, you talk about how you're going to change and what you're going to do to not fuck up like that again, and then you move on. So, And, and I like that that's what she did. She literally came out and said, I fucked up. So... If more people took ownership of the dumb shit that they do, it would we'd live in a better place. Like we live whatever. Because people are allowed to make mistakes. It's when you hide them, try to lie about it, try to make twenty thousand excuses for why it was okay for you to do it and don't understand that you're in the wrong. I like that she understood that she was in the wrong. Even though it's stupid, even though it's a dated rule, even whatever, she knew she did something wrong, and she owned it. All right. Um, and last but not least, I just want to shout out to one of my favorite people in Hollywood, Jamila Jamil, uh, who was on um, The Good Place. We love, we love her. So Elon Musk has just the title alone. Oh man! So the, the title alone is hilarious. Elon Musk shares poem about people who attack space amid race between billionaires. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, this is absolutely incredible that this is actually a real thing. What did he? What? What? Elon Musk shared a poem about people who quote unquote attack space at the billionaires' race towards space. Uh, while Elon, while Mr. Musk did not explicitly name the people in the poem was aimed at. It comes amid criticism of billionaires who use their vast wealth to fund trips to space for, uh, rather than fix problems at home. Such criticism has been made um, made of Richard Bronson, who took a flight on his board to Virgin Galactic Space over the weekend. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, who will also ride one of his Blue Origin rockets on, on the 20th of July, as has been uh, a subject for much the same concern. Uh, both Bronson and Bezos have never looked. Oh, have looked to push their flights to inspire uh, inspiring people of Earth, as well as promote their space tourism ventures. 
Mr. Musk took similar quotes with his poem in which he said that space represents hope and pushed back against people who express skepticism towards such ventures. So Jamila Al-Jamil wrote something that cracked me the fuck up because I absolutely agree. She goes, guys, please don't ruin this fun for, and hope for the wealthy. We promise to waver you from, from space, tweet you when you're all burning, freezing, and uh, while we are all down, excuse me, we promise to wave at you from space slash tweet you from your burning, freezing, and drowning death on Earth because we didn't have the money to fucking Bitcoin to travel to space with us. Sad face. Be kind to billionaires. Uh, the tweet went on to say, uh, so we forgot to put the money towards saving the world now. And so the poorest people of the world will continue to be impacted uh, the worst by climate change till we can go. They never, they were never going to be able to afford to come anyway. Nobody attacked space. We attacked the billionaires desperately trying to go to space to try to figure out their backup plan rather than funding saving Earth. I don't care for the what about the future of our species conversation much. I care more about the human beings alive now. Elon Musk sucks. <laughs> like, I don't know what the new fad with him is, too. Like, more and more and more. Like, why are they pushing him so hard right now, right? And, like, I feel like there's 50,000 Teslas out there now. Like, all of a sudden, everybody went out and bought a fucking Tesla. Like, why? Why? Like, why are we sweating Elon Musk's balls right now? Like, what happened that he's the second coming of fucking Christ? And Teslas are ugly, and they break all the time. Literally, combust into flames. So I don't understand. I don't understand the obsession. I wish I had an answer for you, but I honestly don't. I think that, like like you say, I think they're ridiculous. I usually see most people who drive them are douchebags. So there's that. So, so yeah, I literally got nothing on that. Like, But I just love that <laughs> um, uh, Jamila actually said something about that. Basically, told Elon Musk to suck a bag of dicks, and I fucking love it. Yeah, so I'm um I'm glad we discussed <laughs> everything from Shakari Richardson to white trash parties, swinger parties, excuse me, and Elon Musk being a dick. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, that's been the Old Man Wade Show. Don't forget to follow me on Old Man Wade Con on Instagram and Twitter, the Old Man Wade Show Facebook page. Um, and also, don't forget, we, uh, me, my, uh, excuse me, myself, uh, J. Jonah Diddy, and Super Wolf Harvey record the Culture Comic Book News podcast available on Sound, nope, not Sound Plus, excuse me, available on Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio, so you can find us there. We also have some YouTube stuff up, so just type up the Old Man Wade Show, and you'll see a few uh, videos to come up, so it's another way for you guys to get in contact with us. We have been trying to work on video, but for now, we just got the uh, great Old Man Wade logo with myself and Super Bowl Coffee up there. Um, until then, uh, be good to each other. Peace. Damn it, Wade!